Welcome back, Rebels, to another episode of Creative Thinking. I'm David Speed, this is Yona Thomas, and we are going to answer some of your questions that you have been sending in to us, either on email, connect at creativerebels.co, or on Instagram at rebelscreate. And our first question comes in from Ella Stern Studio, and she says she wants advice on targeting an older audience who aren't necessarily on socials, the 50-plus market. I would be tempted to say that maybe that's not necessarily true. The over 50s aren't on social media. I think that actually you'd be surprised. I think that there's a lot of over 50s um, on Facebook and plenty on Instagram. I'd say don't don't underestimate that the over 50s are pretty tech savvy these yeah, there's days. There's a lot on TikTok as well, I'm noticing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that um, people of all ages enjoy social media. I don't think that you should yeah. assume. Yeah, that. I do think it's a common misconception that because people are older that they are not adapting of, of technology. And obviously there will be a certain portion that aren't. But um, I actually did some Googling and it turns out that 10% of Facebook's audience are um, 55 to 64 years old, mm. which would be a huge number of people because Facebook has millions of users. So 10% of those. And and really, like if you if you look at Daniel Priestley's teachings, obviously, which we do all the time, um, former guest on the show, Daniel Priestley always says, like, you must work out in order to be oversubscribed, you must work out how many clients you need to be mm. oversubscribed. I would imagine you don't need any more than ten percent of Facebook's <laughs> Facebook's fifty-five to to sixty-four years old year olds. And Facebook can be so targeted. You can literally pinpoint the age group and the um, the nationality and the location and the the hobbies that you that you want to target. So, you know, I I I think that there's probably a, a great opportunity there. Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, just Google how to run an effective Facebook ad, and you'll find so much information online of how to do that. Um, so we so we won't kind of break it down here. As with anything, it doesn't matter if your clients are in their 50s or if they're in their or if they're teenagers. Mm. You you have to work out where they're hanging out mm -hmm. and then get your products in front of them. They probably are hanging out on social media, but then there's also probably probably other places where they're hanging out that you can get your products in front of them. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say was it I say it a lot figure out where your audience are and go to them there don't expect them to come to you so if then if you're convinced they're not on social media which i think that they probably are to a certain extent including instagram as well i think it's worth saying is a really a really kind of good place um to over 50s um if they're not there then where are they because they're hanging out somewhere they're not just you know they, nobody disappears after the age of 50 what do they like doing where are they what what social groups are they a part of they will be online maybe maybe not as much but they will be online somewhere um it really depends on what the product is and what's similar to that product so is it specifically females over 50 that you're targeting is there something else that links all of these people together um yeah there has to be something more than just their age doesn't it it yeah. has to be they are over 50s but they also like this certain thing i think that the difference between an over 50 year old and an under 50 year old isn't actually as dramatic as as uh, you'd imagine and i think we'll we'll understand that when we get there i think that um as as we approach the the older years um the more the more we realize that you don't change all that much you're still the same person and technology might change 
that we are still the same people and that you can still appeal to people on the same level. You don't have to change your campaign completely. You have to understand the nuances, perhaps, but you're obviously targeting this demographic age group anyway, so you must have some kind of understanding of that, that demographic and the needs and, and values and, and and wants of that demographic. So just play into that. What What is it that you are giving what are you delivering what would why would they want to be involved in what you're doing and i think what david said earlier is just so incredibly important um about delivering value not necessarily through your product but through something else that appeals to those people so starting a podcast starting a book club starting some kind of community around those people because that's all that social media is it's a community it's a platform for community so what are the other ways that you can create a community for those people for that demographic group is it a book club is it a gardening club is it a open houses open offices um is it work related is it leisure related just bring some value and community to those people and whatever product it is that you are offering can almost be a sideline to that so long as you're delivering value in everything that you do to the community that you're trying to build as with anything fight like work out where your clients are and and hang out with them and just try and think of something that's a bit different because we're so immune to the constant barrage of, of typical marketing. And it's only you're only going to stand out if you appeal to those people in a different way. And I think the way that everything is going, that the way that the business is going to be done in the future is you're just going to do business with the people who provide you the most value. And so if how can you do that? How can you serve your customers with information, education, entertainment? How can you do that in the best way and yeah. get it into their ears or eyes? We have a question here from VV Raven Floral, a regular on the Instagram. Thank you for sending this question. Um, she wants to know how to use LinkedIn to best to the best advantage. Um, LinkedIn is an amazing platform and we are both big fans of it. And we've often said that although we have, what is it, something like 50,000 followers on Instagram for our company Graffiti Life, um, those 50,000 people have not really bought in any cash for the business and out of our like 100, 200, 300 connections on LinkedIn, on our personal accounts, those are our clients. Those are the people who are keeping a roof over our head and our 10 members of staff employed. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I love LinkedIn. Um, I find that it's um, really interactive um people really engage um i have a much smaller following on on linkedin but i feel that i'm kind of more engaged with my with my community on linkedin um we interact a lot more um i think one of the one of the biggest things i've learned about linkedin is the importance of original content that you can like and repost um other people's content and it will show in your feed um, it'll show in other people's feed um, it'll show in your activity um, but nothing gets pushed quite as much as you creating your own original content so if it's uploading a video uploading a photo that will get shared a lot more by LinkedIn LinkedIn loves original content so instead of just reposting other people's and do that repost other people's work your colleagues your friends um, anything that's relevant to you and what you stand for um, but remember to create your own content as well and use it as a platform for your own content. Um, 
And I think it's really enjoyable. I think it's way more enjoyable than than Facebook, for example, because there still is kind of um, as much as there is kind of um, some Facebook style content on there now. It is still kind of deemed as more professional. So everything's a little bit more kind of... Sedate. It's a more it's a more tolerant place. There's yeah. not gonna you're not gonna get into any flame wars or yeah. or trolling because people's bosses are on there and what they comment will show up on their boss's feed and 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 their clients' feed. And mm. if you all of a sudden weigh in and you're and you're being obnoxious, then that's not gonna look great to people who potentially want to employ you and give you money. So yeah. um so I think that's why it's a more tolerant place. Yeah, you're right. And I think that, that makes it a lot nicer, but that's not to say that people don't voice their opinions on there either. Yeah. People and I think it's important to show your personality. You know, people like we always say, people buy people, not things. It's important that you show your personality and what you stand for on LinkedIn as much as on anywhere else, just with kind of an air of professionality. Um and I think that a lot of people I've spoken to especially creatives and artists still think that LinkedIn isn't for them. Um, that it's like, Oh, I'm giving it a go. I'm not sure it's, it's, it's a space where I'm meant to, meant to be. But, um, honestly, I think that at the moment, especially at the moment, maybe not so much going forward, but at the moment, people like that stand out on LinkedIn. That's why, you know, there's a lot of business people on there. There's a lot of people, um, posting some quite dry content, um, so if you post really exciting, really genuine, heartfelt content, it does stand out and it has a hope of, of having kind of legs on its own, you know, and, and going quite far on LinkedIn still, because it is an organic platform still. So it, you know, you, you don't have to pay for your post to go far. It will get shared. It will get seen. Um, and, and it's really easy to grow your network because it's not like, it's not like, trying to get these imaginary followers on Instagram where you, you, you don't want to ask, but you want to ask, but it's like, if I, if I follow you, will you follow me back? It's literally a, can I connect with you? It's so direct. It's so honest. It's not a, I'm just trying to get followers. You have to follow that person. You have to connect. It's not like you can then unfollow them and they're still following you. It's a relationship that you're starting. It's not just a grab for followers. It's a relationship and a connection that you're making. And I think, think that makes it quite personal and quite um democratic yeah so w- what you mentioned earlier about about creatives and artists mm. on the platform it's actually so great if you're listening to this now like that's that's your opportunity is because most other artists and creatives think that it's not the space for them so the people that are adopting it now are the people that are doing really well on there so i, I would say day one on linkedin uh, looks a bit weird and a bit barren and a bit kind of you're going to have not many connections you're going to add a few people that you used to work with and and try and connect with a few people and those first few weeks and I would probably say months on there are actually really um, dry and and barren but as you gradually it's it's one of those things of, of you only get out of it what you put into it mm. and if you're not posting regularly and you're not interacting with the people that you're connected with on there regularly, then you won't see any results. It's something that you do actually have to put the work in. It's not, it's not like it's not magic. You don't just get a LinkedIn account, post up a couple of pictures of your latest work that you're working on, and then the 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 clients start rolling in. You have to, again, give value. So they have an articles um, function on there. So can you write an article that's going to be really useful to people that are potential customers? The I, I always say 
the most useful feature and the most underutilized feature of LinkedIn is the DM. And you you mentioned that it's not really like, it's not follow for follow, but what I have noticed is there are definitely people that are just going around collecting connections. So they're clicking connects with every single person. There's a lot of uh, spam, I guess you'd call it, of like copy and paste mm. messages of, of, hey, saw your profile, looks great. Why don't you sign up to that? And it's it's just it's bullshit. You can see it straight away. So I think, but, but you can see a mile off a genuine DM that has been crafted towards the person that it's, it's mm. aimed to. So I think people are too shy to hit send message. So what I do, if someone adds me, then I send a message saying, hey, just wondered why you added me, which then if they're just collecting followers, they'll either be honest and go, oh, I'm just trying to connect with as many people as possible. Or they all have to look at your profile and then think of a reason why they've added you, yeah. which then starts a conversation, which then potentially brings around business opportunities. Don't just treat it like a business card where you put your profile up, you put maybe at most your previous employment history um, and your job title and then go around just you know, endorsing people, you have to make your profile look good. So you have to have a good professional banner on there, a great photograph, and then post content. And I've seen so many people recently just start a LinkedIn account um, and think that that's enough, that you can just start it, create your profile, and that's it. That's not enough. People won't just then come and find you. Some people will. Some people will connect with you because they've met you at an event and then they'll forget about you again because you're not popping up on their feed because you're not using your account. So it's basically like the equivalent of giving someone a business card and then dropping it in their bag and going, I'll contact them sometime. And then they don't use that bag again or they don't see that business card again. And you're forgotten, basically. So unless you use your LinkedIn account, make it look good and then use it and interact and post, it's just not worth anything. It's funny that you mentioned business card. Um, I now no longer carry business cards with me because, because of the of amazing function of if you've got the LinkedIn app, then uh, you can just bring up a QR code. They can bring it up on their phone and you scan each other's QR codes and then you'll instantly connect. So yeah. if you're going to a networking or if you meet someone out, like be collecting those contacts of people that you've met in real life. Like So mm-hmm. as soon as lockdown's over and you're able to actually go and meet people, Add them on LinkedIn direct in person because that it it like that will be a lasting connection if as long as you like you need to nurture the relationship and water it and 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 allow it to grow. But um, just be, but because you've met in real life, that's that's really going to give you a leg up them rather than just a cold online meeting. Mm, absolutely. So this next question is from Internalings, and they ask, um, "Don't know how to relax anymore." Endless to-do lists and working always seems better than TV. It's a particular fault of mine, probably, because I do tend to keep working, keep working and not really know when to stop. Um, yeah, especially... me and Adam have to tell you to stop because mm. you you won't. And then even then, when we tell you, you still don't. Yeah. Um, and when you say that that is more enjoyable than TV, I completely get that because you are working on something that is rewarding and it's achieving something and it's not just time frittered away. However... <laughs> I have had to learn to stop. Um, I have had to learn to um, to know when enough is enough and to know when actually you're not being productive anymore because past a certain time of night, for example, I have a habit of working very, very late at night. You're not being productive anymore um, and you'd be much more produ- productive the next day if you got an early night, for example. I think the the problem is when people see the relaxing as them wasting time 
I think you need to reframe that image of if I'm not constantly 100% working all of the time, then I'm being unproductive or I'm wasting time. The time that you are not working is not a waste of time because it is actually fueling your work time. And you're only going to be productive, like like you mentioned, once it gets past a certain point, you're actually not being productive anymore. Mm. So see see the relaxed time and... <laughs> Even even if it's like, I mean, maybe if you're watching TV and it's driving you crazy and you've got in the back of your head, like I shouldn't be watching bloody EastEnders. But like, so maybe so maybe find something else. Yeah, that's but it. Once you find a pursuit of something, whether it's going to the gym or going for a run or um, or doing some painting or whatever it is that's that's away from your work, think that that is work as well. That is fueling the, the hard work and that is that is it's charging your battery it's giving you power yeah I completely agree and I think that um I mean I'm one to talk um and for years I did very little other than work um but I think there's a you know you you have to for example nurture the relationships in your life and not let work take over them um and don't sacrifice your relationships for work we often say when people say that they don't have the time to create this career that they that they want to have we often say oh well if you watched fewer netflix programs um and you know watch less television that kind of thing then you would have time so quite often we are guilty of saying work more relax less and for a point in your life i think that is that is true you know we worked solidly for a long time to get where we are and to to be able to make a career career out of what we're doing however if you keep going at that pace forever you will burn out it, it's just inevitable. You have to find that balance. Um, so David works all the time, but he mixes up his work life. So sometimes he's working on podcasts, sometimes he's working on painting, sometimes he's public speaking, sometimes he, you know, he, he's traveling with work. Um, it, it can be, it, it's really, really varied. And some of it feels like work and some, some of it doesn't so much. Um, what I do these days is when I'm planning out my day, which I do every day without fail is that I work into my schedule. Um, I am a list maker. I've always been a list maker. Even on my day, on my days off, I'm making a list of the things that I want to enjoy and achieve on my days off. It's just how I do it. Um, but I do make sure that into my, in my working day, I build into my lists, the things that aren't necessarily work that I still want to achieve. So, um, like David said, I see those things as part of the work that I want to achieve that day, whether that's cooking a meal for my family, whether that's going for a run, whether that's meditating or or making time for my friends and family. I put that in, in my list of things I want to achieve and, ha- and give those equal measure to the work tasks that I have. And then it's another thing on my to-do list. And I'm making sure that I'm building into my day, day-to-day routine, relaxation time and exercise and family time, because they're all of equal importance. And it's it's like I always say, there's um, that whole work-life balance thing isn't really a thing anymore. Work-life balance doesn't really exist because our work spills into our home life and our home life spills into our work life so much. So you have to give them equal weighting and make sure that you are letting them kind of coexist. I suppose it comes down to working out, and I think this is really important and not enough people do it, but working out like what success is to you and making sure that your your end everything you're doing is is feeding your end goal because if you're just on that kind of the hamster wheel of society's version of what success should be and and you're staying up until midnight working on stuff because you need to buy a bigger car or a bigger house or whatever it's like that's the that's the road to ruin so 
you need to make sure that the work that you're doing is bringing you life and it is mm. enjoyable and it is setting you on fire and you are achieving something you are working towards something and you do have goals I mean you're, you're obviously asking the question for a reason you obviously feel like you do need to relax because if if you if your work was relaxing to you or if if you got joy out of your out of working 100% of the time you wouldn't be asking the question you know about how to relax more I think that you obviously do need something outside of work as well and if, if that's what your body and your, your soul is telling you then I think it's important that you do find something and that you do get some balance yeah balance is one is I think one of the hardest topics to deal with and I think it's absolutely unique for every single person so it's it's finding out what is going to make you happy what what are the parts of your life where you you need to what are the parts of your life where that you need to devote more attention to be it relaxing or spending time with family or whatever it is and what are the things that you can sacrifice in order to put the the actual work in that that things are going to happen for you so because this is not easy having a creative career is is challenging and there is a lot of work that does need to be done so it's it's again it's you've got to find the right balance for you and if if currently your soul doesn't feel right that's very zen of me i don't normally go down that route but if if currently you feel out of balance then you need to bring things back and and it seems like you already realize that you should be relaxing more so i think it's finding the ways that the things that are going to relax you rather than the things that society says should re- relax you but are actually going to stress you out 